Yeah, because I feel like hosting forced me to be more comfortable with myself on camera. Like doing an interview is pretty cool, you know, but like actually being yourself, like and being comfortable with your who you are, that's what hosting has helped me. But one thing I think they're missing as far as like big corporation is just someone who can connect with the athletes. Like a lot of the workers are older, you know, and I'm not knocking nobody's age or anything like that, but I'm just saying it's kind of hard for a 17, 18 year old to really connect with someone they feel is like an adult trying to supervise them. I love all the stirrup. I love this, let's keep stirring the pot, making them race each other and get this out, just get this out the way early. I love it. I don't want nobody ducking no action. I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Pottsful, always with the brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and you're watching and listening to your favorite two black runners every single two black two big for track and field and like we're bringing that energy and it's all really big because of next stop oregon bro next stop oregon this is our segment really just talking about world championships this summer 2000 athletes are going to be at hayward <laughs> field this summer competing at the world athletics championships for the first time ever so t we got to talk to you about it in our next stop oregon segment just first off let's start here what event are you most excited to see this summer at hayward field I don't even know because I feel like I was hyped for the hundreds, but pre-classic is going to give us a little taste of that. So like, I don't think I'm going to be that hyped for it to be at World Championships because we're going to get a little preview of it at pre-classic. But I think the event I'm most looking forward to is going to have to be the men's 200-meter dash. Okay, okay. That's fair. I can Eric see that. Eric out here going crazy. He didn't pop 19-4. Michael Norman opened up with 19-8. Who does that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's looking, the grassy is the rain Olympic champion. Like, it's looking like it's going to be an all type. You can't forget about Sir Frederick. He's cutting up. Yeah, no, it's definitely up in the air in that event, which, you know, I feel like the women just dominated the sprints with all the headlines. So we'll, we'll see. Like, if Marion Knighton keeps on this trajectory, that's definitely going to be one of the most exciting events. But also, we wanted to ask you, too, since you were at Oregon Relays, like you saw the new Jumbotron. How are you, ex how excited are you to see that stadium like completely filled? Things they, and you were telling us, they told you about some of the stuff they're going to be doing with the Jumbotron too. Bro, that Jumbotron is so huge. Like it wasn't even on and I couldn't stop staring at it. Like they were like, <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm like, I'm looking at the future over here. Like I'm not even, <laughs> that little bitty thing, I'm not looking at that little thing over there. I'm looking at this big thing over here. Like it's huge. And like when they put it together, it's going to be so fire. And I was speaking to one of the ladies who's uh, over the in-stadium presentation. She was letting me know that they're trying to um, show multiple track events going on at once on that screen as far as like maybe jumps, whatever's on the track at the time, like just different yeah. things. So like, I feel like if they can get that on the live broadcast too, America has a chance to come up in the track and field world. Like, I feel like we really trying to, you know, get, get a grip on it while we have our opportunity. So I got to ask you before we end our next stop Oregon segment, if you had to ask somebody, like you had to tell somebody, try to get them 
to come either watch online or but especially like come to Hayward Field, watch the World Championships. Like what would be like your like one minute elevator pitch to them to be all like you need to be in Eugene this summer to go watch World Championships? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I would probably Okay, I'm gonna just like who I'm talking to, or I can just like go whatever. You can go whatever. It don't matter who you who you talking to, it don't matter. Okay, okay. I'm gonna just tell them like, first of all, this is the biggest track meet that's ever been held on American soil, like ever been held. That's how I explain it to my family because they don't really understand. So I just let them know like, it's the biggest track meet that's ever been held on American soil. It's gonna be over they they say Eugene is expecting over a hundred thousand more people to be in Eugene what? for that two-week period. Yes, bro. They in the way they're setting it up, I'm just gonna I'm just let them know. I guess I can just let them know all that I know. That's what I'm gonna say. Cause they were telling me that like the whole the strip before the stadium, like is gonna be like a whole bunch of just promo stops. Like I think they're like getting they buying those restaurants out for a little bit, like and just having it all like trapped. So I think. It's a, if, y'all gonna, if you don't come, you're going to miss a chance to watch America try to get a stand in this track and field community in the world. It's like, you're going to miss out if you don't go. That's what I tell them. <laughs> bro, That's going to work on me. That's That's on, on we got to make sure we get there, bro. We got we to gotta figure that out. <laughs> For real. For real, man. For real. <laughs> Let's get it, man. Vocals on point today. Another two Black Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First one of May. First one of May. Track season, May baby. It's crazy. It's crazy that it's already like May. We're already four, what, five? No, five months into the year, which is just wild to really just think about. Like it was literally just 2021, you know? Now it's already 2022, it's 2022 May and everything. Like, yeah, it's been, it's just going by fast. I'm in finals right now in the midst of, of college right now. So these next two weeks going to be, going to be rough, Aaron. They're definitely going to be rough, bro. Yeah, man. You know, it's it's that time of year. I mean, we're in the second quarter, but almost halfway through the year, it's time to check in. You know what I'm saying? Time to check in with your goals, what you're trying to do, refocus, realign. Have you kept this up is- those New Year's resolutions? That's the question. You know, that's the question everyone's got to be asking themselves right now. You feel me? Exactly. And, you know, you could always realign and get back to it, though, too. We, we not even halfway. We almost halfway, but there's still a lot more time on the clock in the game, you know? to get back to where you're supposed to be. But speaking of that track, track baby, like world championships is in July. We're really not that far away. People are starting to open up. Like the college the college track season is getting closer and closer to NCAAs, like high school track. A lot of people, I mean, in California, we're not a state yet, but in some other states, I think they are. Like in Texas, they're running state already, aren't they? I think they just finished, uh, like they just finished like their regionals or whatever. I think it goes like district regionals and then uh, state. So yeah, and then California, we're just starting CIF. We got CIF uh, this weekend coming up this Saturday. Got my got my kids racing at CIF. So hey, hey, pray pray for Norco, y'all. Hopefully, Narco, get through the man. CIF finals. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but hey, we gonna make it happen. You feel me? That would be historic if y'all if y'all brought somebody to state, bro, and especially in a distance event. I don't think I ever seen that out of Norco High School. So that that, that would be it probably hasn't happened since like the '80s, bro. To be honest, that that's crazy. That's absolutely yeah. crazy. No, but but, but what? That's one place uh, we should. Well, we can talk about this off, but that's one place. Oh dang! Wait. Oh, I just realized. Pre Classic is the same weekend as State. 
California State. California State's May 27th, May 29th? It's the 28th, 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 27th, 28th, I believe. Yeah. Or 20, 28th, 29th. But yeah, that just goes into, I just had that realization right now. But that just goes into what we kind of want to get in and talk about this podcast before we bring on our girl T and just talk about her a little bit and just that everything going on in track and field because, bruh, it was this past weekend was absolutely crazy. But kind of just want to go through and just where we're going to kind of be and where you're going to see us for the next four weeks going into this year because like Aaron was saying like track is like it's fully back it's in full swing and things like May's gonna go by fast June's gonna be even more hype then July's gonna be that home stretch the world championships where we're hoping everybody's gonna have their eyes on Eugene for the world championships this summer but really it's gonna start this weekend here in May at this Friday May 6th the track meet it's going down, bro. Some hot 5Ks. Jacob Ingerbrickston is coming to coming to J. Sarah High School. You feel that's me? That's crazy. San Juan Capistrano to race a 5K, Aaron. That's just, that. that's your selling point right there. I told that the dad last week and he was like, I need to go. You feel me? Dad was like, I need to go. I need to go there. That's, that's going to be wild this weekend. Yeah, and what's beautiful is the stands are open, man. The stands are open. Finally, that's what he mean when track is full swing. Like when we're at Mount Sac, it was like, dang, there's people in the stadium too. To go along with what track uh trackland and sound running are doing with the pay-per-view purchasing that's awesome for the athletes it's also great for the fans that you get to see the olympic champion in the 5k and someone someone that people are saying is going to be like the goat jacob ingerson come out to j sarah high school and run Jason. a 5k like that's 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 crazy that's that's significant because he didn't race that mount sack you know yeah. He didn't race at Brian Clay, but he's racing at Jay Sarah at a sound running meet. You know what I mean? That's just, I think we're just going to see more to come with that. And on the same weekend, the next the next day, I, I think believe it's at Jay Sarah or Jay Sarah High School as well. Yeah, same place. Yeah, sound running is doing a American Track League meet with some top level sprinters. Allison Felix is going to be racing. I think Bromel may be racing there too, but like, bro, track is really back in southern california shout out to tracklandia shout out to sound running they've been bringing us these meets and now finally like fully in person no question you could come and see these top tier athletes race and speaking of top tier we have jacob ingerson coming to the track meet in san juan capistrano racing the 5k we're gonna be there live to get all of those interviews for you definitely gonna pull jacob jacob over to the side but what's also interesting about that race Abdiha McNair, Nico Young, Drew Bosley, all in the race. So you can expect them to run something insane. NCAA record? I mean, NCAA record? I don't know what the record is in the 5K, but it's 13. Cooper Tier just got an NCAA championships. I believe it's 13, 13, 13, 14. It's right around there. Is Abdiha going to run low 13 tenths? 13, if he runs like 1310, that's NCAA record for sure. That's NCAA record. Or he runs 13 0s. Are they going to break 13? I don't know about that, bro. This is the Why not? First. You feel me? Like, Jacob, if Jacob going to come all the way out to California to race, you know he's coming for a mission. And you know he's heard about the sound running meets, how they be running fast. You know what I mean? I'm that's just, I'm just, you know, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they run like. Jake Jacob wins it 12.55. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if Abdi Hamid runs like 13.11. Breaks NCAA record. I'm putting I it mean, out there right now. I mean, like you said, it's very common at these sound 
I know Soundwriting. At these track Landia meets Soundwriting as well for us to see records go down. You know, we saw Grant Fisher and Mohamed run amazing there. So they're getting a reputation that you come here, you run fast. So me, you know, you got a good point. You know, we don't know how fast these dudes are gonna go, but someone, one nation. At least one nation's record is gonna go down or one league or something is gonna go down on that track because something always does and then the following day may 7th sound running's doing an american track league meet which will also be there you should be there in person as well allison felix is gonna be racing a 200 i believe she's gonna be racing the 400 uh kendall ellis she'll be racing against kendall ellis i just saw kendall ellis run a 51 the other day so always dope when you see a legend like Allison Felix race against top tier competition too with Kendall Ellis as as well but one thing bro is just like sound running and track landia let's give it up for these these dudes they really brought track and field to Southern California and it's like you have people like Jacob choosing to come to the May 6 track meet but he didn't go to Mount Sac you know that I don't know what that has to say like his training whatever but <laughs> The fact that this dude is coming to this high school track to run at this meet that's going to be on YouTube pay-per-view, you know, that's telling. That's telling for sure of the future and what's to come. Dang, I don't want to just like put that straight all on Mount Sac. No. Track, but like, but it, it is it is definitely telling just to say like, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see uh, why he made that decision, but they're able to they're able to get these type of fields for some reason, you know, and they have trust with these like meet directors besides of going to like even like a pin relays. Like pin relays had a 5k. Like people could have easily ran a pin relays, a 5k at pin relays, but they decided not to and decided to do their do whatever they else wanted to do. So there's definitely the, the reputation that uh Jesse Williams from Sound Running gained with his sunset tours and the track meet definitely during the pandemic has definitely set the precedent for if you're going to come here, like you're going to run a fast time, you're going to get your qualifying standard for the world championships, for the Olympics, for USA's, for anything that you particularly need. And that's what people are taking advantage of. And that's what really makes it exciting because every single time we show up to Jay Sarah, or if we show up to the, the other one that was in Irvine, we show up to Jay Sarah, like we know it's about to go down. It's about to be fast. And I feel like Hey, Mount Sac may be gaining that inf- that that reputation as well as they're utilizing this stadium more, Aaron. And on May 19th, we'll be back at Mount Sac, Hilmer Large Stadium uh, for the USATF Distance Classic. Be on their uh, track site as well, doing like some interviews and just giving some media and some press for you guys. The plan is to be there, seeing Cole Hawker finally open up in the 1500 meter. You know, Aaron loves Cole, so we got to go out there and show some love. There's also going to be a hot 1500 as well from the women's side. But like, I believe Shannon Osika, Rebecca Mera, Josette Norris, like it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a great event. And definitely, if you're in the Southern California area, you're going to want to go check out the J. Sarah meet, the track meet. And you're going to go check out uh, the USATF Distant Classic. It's going to be something special. Yeah, bro. That's almost like that's that's a lot coming to you if you're a real track fan. And like what's so amazing about track and field, you can just get so close to these to these athletes. They're so they're so nice. They're willing to take pictures and talk especially at these lower key meets and i really feel like that may 7th american track league meet i think a lot of the times like the big time sprinters like allison felix you don't really get to get up close and personal to allison felix like that and you can say the same with a jacob because he's not even from 
from yeah. America. Most definitely. So the fact that you could go to this like kind of like underground meet and you can be these close to these athletes is this really cool aspect. Definitely cool for us as podcasters and content creators to able. So if you can't make it, we can definitely bring you something, um, bring that to you so you can see that as well. That interview that's a little bit different, a little bit more fun. So we're going to make sure to do our best with that. And bro, I can't tell you, man, I haven't got to see my I haven't, I haven't interviewed Cole Hawker yet. I haven't got an interview <laughs> with the guy. You know, I mean, you did. We got we had him on. We had him on. That's when I knew he was different. But yeah, I haven't got I haven't got my interview with him yet. So he was on the did. when I did the spelling bee, right? Was he on the spelling bee? No, he was. No. You were, Wait, when did I interview Coker? You you interviewed him right after he uh, when he barely lost the Centro. That's when we knew he was. Oh different. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's when. Yeah. That's what I was like. We came, bro. That was like I, I was like, dude. That was like the origin. I was like, bro, Coker is coming from scalps. Like he's next time he exactly. raced Centro, he ain't gonna lose. Bruh, yeah, that was at the sound. That was at a, that was at a Jesse Williams sound running me. I forgot about that. No, nah, but I think if I don't know about anybody remember this, but I'll just go on a tangent real quick. But when we did, remember when when I did the spelling bee with the high school? Uh, uh was that his year at Arcadia? No, like that the high school uh, on Instagram Live. Like Josh Metner was on there. Oh, uh, Matt I don't Strange. think. Was, I don't think he was on there, bro. I think he was a freshman at that point. Okay. He wasn't the same year as Nico, was he? No, 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 he wasn't. I think he was a freshman at that point, bro. All right, all right. My bad, my bad, my bad. But <laughs> I just had to bring that up real quick. But yeah, I do remember that as well. Then the last meet that we're gonna be going to in May, I already referenced it a little bit earlier, but state, but but not state, with state I referenced it earlier, the pre-classic on May 27th through the 29th. We're gonna be there as well, doing our coverage, doing our thing, maybe a little bit of baton talk. You feel me? And really just experiencing that. So having these little low level, almost they, they feel like underground, like track meets, especially with the track meet and the sound running meet. And then the USATF distant classic back at Hummer Large Stadium on May 19th. And then finally to end it off in May, we're going to be at the pre-classic. So kind of just like follow around with our journey through, especially through our YouTube channel, Runner Report, to kind of just see everything that we're kind of doing over this month of May. It's going to be jam-packed. A lot of exciting stuff and we can't wait to really give this all to you guys coming into coming into this month yeah man we're gonna get y'all as much content as we can as much interviews as we can we know y'all really enjoy some of the stuff we got at mount sac so definitely trying to just get more of that and you know give y'all some context to the season and like what's going on why these meets are important how the athletes are feeling at this moment because May is everyone getting ready because y'all know once June hits, you know, USA's, I believe, like June, like 23rd, there's only going to be like one or two more uh, tune up meets to get yeah. ready for USA's. And then, boom, Worlds is going to be right there. So it's exciting to know that we're like in the thick of it now. Like we could put down uh, two black runners or running report media and we could get a credential and, and we can be there. People do invite us out to these places to do things. So we're going to be able to give y'all, give the people what they want, man. And shout out to everybody helping us along the way. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. But also another really exciting part of Two Black Runners is to be able to collaborate with wonderful people like the person that we got coming on next, Tierra Williams. T, the host of Real Talk, coming on the podcast. Literally just talk about a little bit of her story and just all the craziness that we had in the track and field world over this past weekend. Hey, let's get into this interview with T. Now coming on the podcast, we have a very, very special guest. 
She goes by T, host of Real Talk, Tierra Williams, Texas Tech alum, heptathlete. She really does it all. She's like a, a host of track meets all across the nation. She doing her thing, black girl magic, all of it. Tierra Williams, T, on the podcast. How's it going, T? This is, wait, this is like your first time being like by yourself on the podcast. This, this is kind of a big deal. That's what I'm saying. I thought I made it. I'm on two black runners by myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy to be here, though, y'all. Thank y'all for inviting me. It's long overdue. It's long overdue to have you on the podcast. And it's been cool to be able, like, I feel like we've been up front, like, seeing your growth from when you started the page until now. And, like, all these, like, people, everybody, everybody wants you. You know, I feel honored. We got you. Everybody wants you on their thing. But... We, we got the we got the inside scoop with you. So what's it been like? You know, we're almost like a year to the day from like pre-Fontaine. Like what's the development been like for like the channel and everything? Um, the development has been great. Um, since pre-Fontaine, uh, all those interviews I have posted kind of like helped boost my page. And then it, it helped me get more of a wider audience as far as like athletes and like pros like know what I what I do before I reach out to them. So since the pre-Fontaine, you know, we've been, I've been in the mix. I've been, I did Nike Cross, uh, Nationals, three of those, uh, I did Nike Indoors. So ever, ever since pre-Fontaine, it's been, the ball has been rolling. Shout out to Magic Boost for that. Yeah, for real. Definitely learned so much from going through like Magic Boost and all that, that, that last year. And like, you've definitely grown so much. And even just with Real Talk, the interviews you do on Instagram Live, like was it it was after prefontaine that you got like a thing mo and you got even more people since that since that last year who's been some of your favorite interviews that you've done we, i'm gonna just go right recently because like it's been so many i'm gonna say ajay wilson just for the fact that like she even told me after the interview she was like i didn't expect myself to open up that much like i barely talk so like for <laughs> me to come open and really get into detail on my story she's like you know she really respect my pain and stuff like that so that definitely has to be like my top favorite right now. What's it like to, we had Audrey on and she she's super dope, but what's it like to go into the meets and like run into athletes that have become like almost like friends now? I feel like that's something me and Joshua are experiencing too. When we see people, we're like, yo, what's up Raven? Like, what's good? And it's just like, it makes it like more, more fun in a way too. Definitely, it makes it more fun and make you feel more comfortable familiar with your environment but it's been like tough like and it, it it really kills me when like some people that I don't even know will be like oh yeah I know real talk or like yeah like I see your logo real oh yeah I know that logo right there I'm just like yes <laughs> like me <laughs> type of deal <laughs> but no it's, it, it, ma it makes me feel more comfortable when I know at least a couple of athletes out of me because like well, I've been to a meet uh, this last indoor season, it was an NAIA meet, and no one knew me, and I literally felt like a nobody. Like, nobody wanted to do an interview. They was dissing me. So, like, it definitely feels more comfortable going to meets where people know you. Yeah, most definitely. And I feel like you're getting to that level where you, like you're doing you're doing things where your name's getting out more and more. Like you said, you're at Nike Indoor Nationals being sort of like the host of the meet. Then recently, you're at Oregon Relays being the host of the meet in the new Hayward Field. Do you feel like that's kind of where your trajectory is going, like being in those live settings and being in those like, like uh, basically like the MC for the type of like a track meet? Do you, are you really comfortable in that role? You like doing that, those type of things? 
Yes, honestly, like I feel like that's exactly where my career is going, more toward the host. But I still don't want to let go of interviewing because I really love interviewing. So, like, you know, I love to host, but I also love to interview. But it's been a challenge, though. Like, especially trying to get the crowd involved with you when they kind of don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm I'm definitely enjoying being like a host because it's like I can really be myself and I can really create and just you know try to bring excitement just raw excitement that i can just bring up bring by myself so yeah i, I enjoy hosting a lot for sure for sure it's, it's, it's growing on me do you feel like there's any like skills that you've taken or anything you've learned from hosting that kind of helps you when you have your interviews on ig live now yeah because i feel like hosting forced me to be more comfortable with myself on camera like doing an interview is pretty cool, you know, but like actually being yourself, like and being comfortable with your who you are, that's what hosting has helped me. So like now in my lives, like I can be more relaxed. Like I'm not really I not feel like I have to hold back. And like another thing, going live, not and not having an interview has helped me become more comfortable with being myself too, because I have a lot of personality, as y'all know. <laughs> And what I'm curious too is like you've been able to like work with NSAF and then recently just working like with Runner Space. Oh, well, you worked with Runner Space too during uh um uh, during cross country season for like the Nike yeah. the NXR meets as well. But we just started doing a podcast with Miles Split with Trackish, and like I feel like the big thing about that is all like it's been like super. It's been weird to be like sort of well we're freelance, but like we're part part of like something that's like bigger than us, you know, like an organization in a sense. It feels like there's like structure, there's much more structure behind it. Not saying that we don't have structure. I'm saying we, 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 got, we got structure over here, you feel me? But like not <laughs> as much structure as they got. Just like, how's it been being a part of like those like organizations in a sense and like seeing like how they're kind of like doing things compared to when you just set up your phone, IG Live. And I, I, I'm kind of sounding like your IG Live is small or nothing, but I'm just saying like, it's just compared to what the cameras they got, you know? You know no, no, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I like working with a team. I feel like, cause like we can, we can also be ourselves because we're freelance. We can also be ourselves and also work with a larger group that's gonna help. They're just helping us, teaching us, really just teaching us the game. So I really enjoy partnering with Runner Space, partnering with NSAF, partnering with everybody really. Cause like, it's only gonna help me grow and better myself. Yeah, and hey, shout out to NSAF, shout out to Runner Space uh, and just all these people that have been given giving you giving us these opportunities to go out here and do these things but i mean what do you from you being in these spaces at nsaf and um with runner space and not to be too critical but like what is like the thing like you really feel like they they are missing what is that hole that you're really feeling that you want to see more of implemented in these spaces the one thing I think they're missing as far as like big corporation is just someone who can connect with the athletes. Like a lot of the workers are older, you know, and I'm not knocking nobody's age or anything like that, but I'm just saying it's kind of hard for a 17, 18 year old to really connect with someone they feel is like an adult trying to supervise them. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. I, I definitely feel that most, most definitely. Like, like the, I think the supervise, uh, the perception of that is definitely like a real big thing. Cause like you just out there just doing doing your thing, like being yourself and they get to feel like that sort of like youthful energy. And I think that's definitely what a lot of the creators that right now trying to bring that new wave. And even just in the track and field space right now, we're seeing so many young people just doing amazing things. So you sort of need people that are just as young as them or are a little bit older to be able to communicate with them and have that like 
that same perception. But also, like, this year, it's big for Dragon Field. And, like, we're bringing that energy. And it's all really big because of Next Stop Oregon, bro. Next Stop Oregon, this is our segment really just talking about world championships this summer. 2,000 athletes are going to be at Hayward <laughs> Field this summer competing at the World Athletics Championships for the first time ever. So, T, we got to talk to you about it in our Next Stop Oregon segment. Just first off, let's start here. What event are you most excited to see this summer at Hayward Field? I don't even know because I feel like I was hyped for the hundreds, but pre-classic is going to give us a little taste of that. So like, I don't think I'm going to be that hyped for it to be at World Championships because we're going to get a little preview of it at pre-classic. But I think the event I'm most looking forward to is going to have to be the men's 200-meter dash. Okay, okay, that's fair. I can Eric see that. Knight out here going crazy. He didn't pop 19 fold. Michael Norman opened up with 19-8. Who does that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's looking, the grassy is the reigning Olympic champion. Like, it's looking like it's going to be a dog type. You can't forget about Sir Frederick. He's cutting up. Yeah, no, it's definitely up in the air in that event, which, you know, I feel like, the women just dominated the sprints with all the headlines. So we'll, we'll see. Like, if Marion Niden keeps on this trajectory, that's definitely going to be one of the most exciting events. But also, we wanted to ask you, too, since you were at Oregon Relays, like, you saw the new Jumbotron. How, are you ex how excited are you to see that stadium, like, completely filled? Things they, and you were telling us they told you about some of the stuff they're going to be doing with the Jumbotron, too. Bro. That Jumbotron is so huge. Like, it wasn't even on, and I couldn't stop staring at it. Like, they were like, what are you looking at? I'm like, I'm looking at the future over here. Like, I'm not even, that little bitty thing, I'm not looking at that little thing over there. I'm looking at this big thing over here. Like, it's huge. And, like, when they put it together, it's going to be so fire. And I was speaking to one of the ladies who's uh, over the in-stadium presentation. She was letting me know that they're trying to um, show multiple track events going on at once on that screen as far as like maybe jumps whatever's on the track at the time like just different yeah. things so like i feel like if they can get that on the live broadcast too america has a chance to come up in the track and field world like i feel like we really trying to you know get get a grip on it while we have our opportunity so i gotta ask you before we end our next stop oregon segment if you have to ask somebody like you gotta tell somebody try get them to come either watch online or but especially like come to hayward field watch the world championships like what would be like your like one minute elevator pitch to them to be all like you need to be in eugene this summer to go watch world championships Ooh, that's a good one um i would probably okay i'm gonna just like who i'm talking to or i can just like go whatever you can go whatever it don't matter who you, who you talking to you don't matter okay okay i'm gonna just tell them like first of all this is the biggest track me that's ever been held on american soil like ever been held that's how i explain it to my family because they don't really understand so i just let them know like, it's the biggest track me that's ever been held on american soil it's gonna be over they they say eugene is expecting over a hundred thousand more people to be in eugene what? for that two-week period yes bro they're, in the way they're setting it up, I'm just going to just let them know. I guess I can just let them know all that I know. That's what I was saying because they were telling me that, like, the whole the strip before the stadium, like, is going to be, like, a whole bunch of just promo stops. Like, I think they're, like, getting – they're buying those restaurants out for a little bit, like, and just having it all, like, tracked. So I think 
it's a if y'all gonna if you don't come, you're gonna miss a chance to watch America try to get a spin in this track and field community in the world. It's like you're gonna miss out if you don't go. That's what I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's Joshua, work on me. That's, that's on, on we me. gotta make sure we get there, bro. We gotta we gotta figure that out. <laughs> for real, for real, man. For real. <laughs> and what's really been crazy too, before we get you out of here, T, you want to talk about some of the just things in the running world because like just the fact that like America's trying to come up in the track and field space, like with the runners too, we really coming up because low-key, like we were down. We've been down a couple. We've been down yeah. and up. It's been an up and down rocky road, but this past weekend, this Saturday, bro, Arion Knighton, he's giving me hope. He's giving me a lot, a lot of hope, man. 19.49 in the 200 LSU, number four all time. The man is 18 years old, bro. 18 years old. Sick. Yes, Ocho. Like, yes, come on. Come on. See what, what you think of that? I think Eric is definitely giving future. Like, definitely giving future yeah and it's crazy like too like 1949 like we haven't seen anyone run that you know fast from the from the u.s in such a long time like no allows pr is 19.5 and like i remember last year i was saying telling because he beat him in a prelim at the olympic trials he beat Aaron i beat no allows in a prelim and i was telling josh i was like is it possible that like this dude is gonna beat no allows and we were like no man this guy ran nine no allows us ran 19.5 and now area nighting is opening up faster than no allows pr in the 200 like that's insane and, and he was beating no allows in 100s earlier this year so it's just crazy to just do that in, in april it's just i don't understand what he's gonna do later on this year which is really wild but i feel like this person right here is like the most this next person i'm talking about is the most slept on and under talked about underappreciated like she's she still get her love but like we just ain't really talking about it as much as it needs to be and that's favorable philly bro she ran 10 9 3 i feel like every every single time favorable philly does something amazing this season someone always does something that's one-upping her or they just get more attention but i'm not gonna let i'm not gonna let that slide this week bro ariana Knight they ran the 19-4 but let's not forget favorite philly ran 10-9-3 this girl from lsu also holds prs of 21-9-6 in the 200 bro like aaron's aaron's talking about favorite philly is the favorite in ncaa women's sprints in the 100 and the 200 t what do you think about that oh i don't know in the hundred and the two. In both. Abby Steiner, move out the way. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I can't knock her. I can't knock her. She's an amazing athlete though. You know, she's definitely cold. Cause that collegiate record is like that, that that was phenomenal a phenomenal race. But I don't know, man. Cause that double, I mean, that double has been done before. I mean, I don't know. I can't see her because you you can't forget about Avia uh, an Avia battle. I think her name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. She went to the Olympics. Yeah. Can't forget about her. You can't forget about Abby. Like that's who's gonna be a dog fight. Most definitely. I'm interested she to might, see. She might win it. Yeah, I'm interested to see Aniva uh, battle. What she ends up like running because yeah, like you said, she was on the Olympic team, and we just been hearing about Steiner and um a favor so once they all like line up to clash like that's gonna be very interesting but what's also going on with lsu bro like everyone at, at that lsu track is just different or something like 
Have you ran? Have you ran there before when you were at Tech? No, I ain't never ran at LSU, but I seen him. <laughs> I seen him. <laughs> but Anivia Battle, she did race that pin. She raced that pin relays this past week in like the three hundred, and she ran like the one two. I think she ran like eleven okay. two as well. So like I, I think she definitely gonna be ready okay. when the times right because I don't think it was a fluke what she did at Olympic trials and all that. But it, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a dog fight. But favorable Philly, bro. Keep on, keep on talking that name. Keep on preaching that name as we get into this summer because she's she's the real deal. Someone else that keeps okay. on telling us time and time again that she's the real deal. Just open up their season. The little Muhammad opening up in a 53-88. And Sydney, Sydney McLaughlin as well, who just keeps on reminding us, opens up in a 12-7-5 at Penn Relays. Like, this is the battle that I'm definitely going to be one of the most excited to see at World Championships. Um, Aaron has a false start for UT. Aaron, what, what, what am I reading on, on, on this paper right now? The little Muhammad will regain her 400 hurdles crown this year, bro. Last year, she had COVID. She came straight off of that and just basically went into the trials and still ran faster than that world record in that final, final event. I think it's time. I think it's time. She had COVID. She had COVID last year and still got a silver silver medal at the Olympics. Now she has a full season, completely healthy. I don't know. I don't know. Like, if she does this one, she she the GOAT. I mean, she already is really like the GOAT, GOAT. But like, I could see her, I could see her getting her, getting her medal back. Not saying that Sydney can beat her or nothing, but I don't know, man. She different. Yeah, I, I didn't even think, I didn't even know she had COVID. So that puts me in a whole different perspective. I didn't even know that she was kind of like, not even her full 100% at the Olympics. So yeah, that's going, I, hey, she might she might take her title back for sure. Now, now that we've got, but you can't even sleep on Sydney though. Cause like, no, you can't, it's Sydney, it's Sydney McLaughlin, like. And she looks good. She looks good in the hundred hurdles. She ran. I think that's one. Like she looked pretty good. You know, she got the dub. She doesn't really like compared up to like top top notch competition. She doesn't usually take those type of wins. But on a pretty good field, she got she got the win. I just think it's it's a false start to say that right now. You know what I mean? Like Sydney McLaughlin was pretty dominant last year. She was, was she though. Cool. Yeah, like she destroyed destroyed Delilah or something. Like it was close, bro. It was close. That is true. Yeah, it was close. I'm saying it's Magic Bird most definitely, but it, last year Sydney took it. The year before, it's, the little took it. Like Sydney went out there and took it. You know what I mean? Like she took it from her. You know? Like that's yeah. that's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, bro. But yeah, that's definitely the most exciting. These conversations to have just about that is all super exciting. But one more thing, last thing, talk about the sprints because, like you were saying, uh, you were really hyped for the men's hundred going to World Championships, and we. We saw a little glimpse of that this past weekend of one contender that could possibly finally bring that gold back for the USA. Trayvon Burmel running a win eight at nine seven five. Not even really win eight. It was two point one. So just right like point oh point uh point one over the win legal uh limit. Just like bro, that's super exciting. Nine seven five. He races. I'm pretty sure he's racing in Kenya this this weekend coming up with Lamont Marcel, Marcel Jacobs, Fred Curley. Like that's gonna be a super exciting race. Just does this excite you more just for uh the 100 going forward, T? Definitely. I love all the stirrup. I love this. Let's keep stirring the pot, making them race each other and get this out, this, get this out the way early. I love it. I don't want nobody ducking no action. I don't want nobody ducking. I want everybody to just step on the line and give it to all every time that I compete. 
But uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I love I admire Trayvon's performance. Like that nine seven is sick. It's just to show us that like you saying both record is it's you know what I'm saying. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still best of the hard record. But I feel like we got some we got some people that really want it to really want to snatch that record back. And I feel like I've heard I've been hearing the rumors about Fred Curley. It's like they they say he on track to break it. Like, come on, yeah. Man. That's true. Why I mean, he's on. Fred Curley's on record on um, on track to break everything that he does. Like it's the four, the two, the one, the long jump. Like, I'm on. Come on, wait. Let me say this. Let me say this real quick, Brad. Now, Fred, don't get mad at me, Brad. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro. He, like he needs he needs to do it first. He needs yeah. to do it for me. You know, like yeah. I ain't gonna say that he's gonna break the world record. I ain't, I ain't a sprint expert, nothing like that. But he got phase 42. He got phase 19. He got phase nine you feel me phase eight i don't know like i need to see one of these phases happen yet and then we can really start we can start having the conversation but you know what i mean that that's that's just me though but don't don't get mad at me what do y'all think about this though i honestly feel like this year for the men's sprints it kind of went through the two the one but like i think world champs this is a redemption tour for the u.s sprints like for the men's like we didn't you know we disappointing performance in the 400 I think it was even disappointing the two. We got the silver, but we expected Noah Lyles to win. We were disappointed in just about every every men's sprint event, to be honest. So I, it's and good seeing like don't forget that. Don't forget that. Yeah, it, it was good to see. It, it's good to see Ariane Knighting getting close, ranked nineteen four nine. It's like okay, can we actually get gold in the one, in the two, in the four, in the one ten hurdles, like? You know, as fans, we expect golds in all of those races. And I'm not trying to downplay what these guys did getting their silver, but you can't, we cannot say lie and say that the Olympics, it was disappointing on the men's sprint side. We were, we were disappointed a little bit. Yeah, we definitely were. But uh, what I'm definitely not disappointed is, is this episode with uh, Tierra joining us. We really do appreciate it. It was a real talk conversation. That, that's that's the truth about it. That's on every single matter. So, yeah, we really do appreciate you, T, just joining us, coming in, just bringing the excitement to Two Black Runners podcast. And just, hey, we're really happy for all that you're doing for track and field. And really, yeah, it's, it, it's dope. It's dope. Oh, I appreciate y'all for having me on because y'all are really my journalist friends. You know, we, we literally work and love what we do. Like, it's really an honor, bro. And I'm going to see y'all at the top because that's, that's the only way we're doing it. So, for sure. you, already know, you already know we locked in. Yup. Yup. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Two Black Runners Podcast. We'll catch y'all next Tuesday. Let's get it.